Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to That's What People Do. You've made it for part two of our two-part series, our first ever two-part series, mm. of Yosef Mengele, whose name is now under contention. Some people say Mengele. <laughs> or Mengele. Mengele. I'm going to keep saying Yosef Mengele, because that's how everyone else says it. That's fair. So if you remember, in part one, we discussed the atrocities that he committed during his time at Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp. His work on twins, his scientific, air quotes, experiments. Mm. And just generally being one of the most evil people to have ever walked the face of the earth, I guess. Yeah, absolute shit. So if you remember how the part one ended, it ended with Mengler being on the run as the Russians were sweeping through Poland and heading right towards Germany. Yep. So that's where we left it. Mengler is on the run. So at this point, Mengler had fled Auschwitz as the Russians progressed. He he knew the war was lost. He was very aware of it. I think the only one that wasn't aware of it was probably Hitler. <laughs> nah, he knew. He knew at some point. So at this point, he ditched Mengler ditched his SS uniform and began wearing a regular soldier's one instead. Makes exactly sense. what fucking Himmler did. Yeah. He, along with a group of German soldiers were captured by the Russians. Not really who you want to be captured by. That's a dangerous game. But luckily for Mengler, the Russians handed them over to the Americans. Why? I don't know. They just handed them over. Who, so the weird. Americans were a lot more civil uh, yeah. than the Russians. Now, the Americans at this point had a list. And on that list was lots of SS officers' names mm-hmm. that they wanted to put on trial for war crimes. Mengler's name was on that list. Yeah. And they had him. They had Mengler. And unlike, if you remember that Himmler episode, we said that Himmler was too proud to give a fake name. He did for a little bit, but then eventually he was like, no, I'm Himmler. I did this. Because he's a little fuckboy that wanted credit. Mengler was a little bit more clever and didn't do that. Mm. He'd never told them who he was. And the Americans, thinking he was just a regular German soldier, let him go. 
So the Americans had Josef Mengele in their fucking grasp and let him go. But why? Why did they let him go? Really interesting. All SS officers had this had a tattoo, and that tattoo was their blood type. Right. So if ever they needed like a quick transfusion, they could get it done quickly. However, Mengele was so body proud and didn't want anything to mark his skin. Oh yeah. He refused to get the tattoo. Ah, oh, fair enough. And that's how he got away with it. So his love for himself his narcissism his narcissism which we covered in but all these episodes link <laughs> and that his narcissism got him away with it because if at that point they realised that he was Mengler he'd have been put on trial yeah. killed and yeah. that would have been the end of it that would have been the end of it alas bam that's so close imagine that they go right everyone lads strip and they're like any tattoos any tattoos no Oh, you sure? Yeah, yeah, we know that uh, the SS officers all have their blood types tattooed on them and none of you have got your tattoos, so go on, you're, you're free to go. And he's like, fucking hell. He's like, Jesus Christ, dodged a bullet. Literally. He really did dodge a bullet. Literally. So he knew he was being hunted and he knew that he would be hunted. He worked uh, as a farmer for three years in eastern Germany because if you know, Germany was split into... East and West, the Russians and the Americans kind yeah. of just split it, which yeah. all the Berlin Wall came into play, and David Hasselhoff standing on the wall, all that <laughs> hoo-ha. So he worked in Eastern Germany for a family who took him in, and they didn't suspect anything. He didn't tell them who he was. They he, they just assumed that he was a German soldier, down mm. on his luck. And he just worked as a farmer, applying his trade. Yeah. After the three years, his incredibly rich family helped him to flee the country, now, his family made a fortune in selling agriculture equipment post-war. I was just about to bring that up. To help rebuild the country. Did you know it's still going today? Yep. Mengler and Sons farm equipment. I looked it up on Google as I was writing these notes. Yeah. If you want to buy Mengler and Sons equipment, you can. How mad is that? Like, Mengler's family business still runs. That he was profiting from. Yeah. And he was profiting from the war. So, because they needed to re- rebuild the country... Mengler was then profiting from World War Two. It's crazy. This man just seemed to. What's the word when you just wriggle out of everything? He's just, he's like a little snake. He's like he's Teflon. Teflon, yeah. nothing sticks. But then there's other companies that while we're on the subject that during the times of war, like Hugo Boss designed the SS officers' yeah, uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Alliance Insurance. Yeah. They gave they put building insurance on Auschwitz and gave all the officers health insurance. Oh, wow, I did not know that. That happened, so Allianz are bad. Um, Were bad. Oh, I'm sure they're fine now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all right now. Who was uh, it? Was it Volkswagen? Volkswagen was uh, uh, conceptualised by um, Ferdinand Porsche, yeah. who was asked by the Führer to create a people's car, um, which is, I think that's what Volkswagen means, doesn't it? People's car. Really? Yeah, it's German for people's car. Oh, um, well, there we go. Which was the whole point of it, was to make a car cheap enough that German people could have so for their the, family in the it. German Ford. Two parents, two kids, Bosch. Um, and, but yeah, that was designed by Ferdinand Porsche, who makes Porsche cars. Yeah. Um, Mercedes provided the cars for the Third Reich. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, there's so many I'm sure, companies. I'm sure the story of Fanta was that Coke went off or something and then Fanta was to do with the Nazis. You're right, yes. Um, so... Coca-Cola uh, was a big drink in Germany, I believe. Yeah. And then the Americans, Americans put trade sanctions on Germany, which meant they couldn't get Coca-Cola anymore. Yeah. So they designed Fanta instead as a drink. And then obviously later on, Coke bought out 
Fanta, Fanta and now own it as well. So Fanta, Fanta was designed World War Two, I believe. Yeah, very trade sanctions. And Fanta is arguably better than Coke. At me, I don't care. I said it. I, I, <laughs> you make this is this this is either going to go really well for you or really badly for you. I make in Nando's what's called a muddy puddle, which yeah, is Fanta and, Coke. Fanta and Coke mixed together. And it's glorious. Fanta and lemonade, I understand. Coke and lemonade, I understand. Fanta and Coke is a bit of a strange one. But to be fair, I just, when I was a kid, I just mix everything, just literally. Yeah. Also, if you're American, you don't know what a Nando's is. It's just chicken. Oh, it's the cheekiest movie it's just, ever. It's like a Portuguese, they say it's Portuguese. I don't yeah, even yeah. know if they have it in Portugal. They say it is, yeah. It, it's Portuguese style chicken. It's called Piri Piri, and it's a particular type of um, spicy chicken. It is a staple of British diet. Yeah, it, like everyone and goes it, to it's, it's very much you know, very very much British thing, but it, it's very very ingrained into Essex culture, mm. um, which I Chicken think is Nando's. where it stemmed from. So yeah, if you're American, make sure you have a little yeah, trip to if the UK. If you're in go the UK, get yourself get an Andos. Get an Andos. You'll pro- you might be disappointed because it's chicken and chips, but it tastes sensational. It's great. Always don't go too hot on this on your cook. You can always make it hotter by the sauce. Exactly. Always go medium. And then yeah. put the extra and then make hot it if you want it. on. Yeah. The sides are good as well. Anyway, we're talking about Mengler and somehow we're on to Nando's. <laughs> so, where was I? Mengler profited from the war. His family were going to help him escape. Mengler and son's farm equipment can still be purchased today. Look it up. Crazy. He managed to blag a Swiss passport under a fake name. He walked across the Alps into Italy. From Genoa, he boarded a boat bound for Buenos Aires, Argentina. Now, if you know about the end of the war and the Nazis escaping, you'll know that a lot of them went to South America. Yeah, in fact, of most of them fled to South America because yeah. Argentinian president Juan Perón... was a dictator, wasn't he? Yeah, and he liked Nazis. He liked what the Nazis wanted to do. He liked, He was friends with Hitler. And also, the Nazis, I think, gave him lots of nice little... Yeah, movies. they probably butted him up a lot. They had a lot of money to give him and that. So Mengler himself was taken in by Juan Perón and lived within the president of Argentina's compound, and they were friends. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Juan Perón's daughter, you'll never, g- you'll never guess, Eva Perón. And if you know the musical Evita, that is who it's based on. Okay, I've, I've briefly heard of Evita, but I don't know anything about it. I've never seen it, but all I know is people love Eva Perón, people love Evita. Well, I'm going to tell you she's a well-known Nazi sympathiser. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but that's a whole other episode because Evita's dead body has a whole story behind it. What? Her body was paraded, but that's a whole other episode. People, By who? Argentinians? Or? It was paraded around the world. What? Yeah, and then eventually it was laid to rest. Apparently it had powers. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's 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 a really interesting. People can be so thick. Yeah, but Eva Peron, don't cry for me, Argentina should really be. Don't cry for me. I support the Nazis. Brilliant. Anyway, I've just killed a lot of musical theatre lovers' dreams. Good. Now the Nazis had a community in Argentina due to the volume that fled there because they were just welcomed with open arms by the by Juan Peron and his family. Yeah. Um, Mengler was well respected, obviously, because everyone knew who he was. Hmm. And he took up work as a carpenter, which apparently he was very good at. Well, he's kind of good with his hands, I suppose, disassembling things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Fuck's <laughs> sake, I yeah. hate myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, yeah. at this point, Mengler, he becomes relaxed. 
he realizes that okay, I might have got away with this. Wow. Like, remember that little thing that I did in Auschwitz? People might have forgotten about it now. It might have all blown over. Not realizing that people don't tend to forget <laughs> what he did. Yeah. His father, this was how fucking outrageous they were about everything. His father would often organize skiing trips with the whole family, which Mengele would regularly attend, and it would often be in Switzerland. He'd just fly, he'd fly back, get a boat back, whatever. I can't get over that sort of stuff. Like, I don't get it. You know, like, your parents always say, like, you know, oh, I'd never shot my kid to the police or anything like that. They yeah. always say that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, you could do anything. I would never, because you're my son, you're my daughter, you're my kid. But you disassembled and dismembered people. Yeah. You dissected people. You you threw children into a pit of fire. Surely there comes a point where you have to look at your child and go, I can't love you anymore. Or I love you, but also, you need to be held I'm accountable. I'm pretty certain that Mingala's, like brothers and sisters had kids themselves. Would you seriously want your kid being looked after by Uncle, Uncle Mengele? Fucking hell. Giving them little sweets and then like just goes, oh, this fire's lovely, isn't it? But his family... make it better. His Baby re- fat. His family didn't move with him. They refused. They wanted to stay in Germany. They had nothing to run. They had a profitable business. Yeah, damn right. But nah, you made your bed. You fucking lying it, boy. <laughs> so, but yeah, he was on skiing, res- like in skiing resorts and just, he was just having a fucking life of luxury, which is annoying. It's really annoying that he was just living up. I hope he was really shit at skiing. Apparently I hope was, it was he, something he was he, really bad at. He was doing it from an early age. He was oh, quite, he was quite good at it. Prick. He's what he's one. He, as I said in the first episode, he's one of those guys that just naturally seems to be all right at things. Yeah. Um, his wife Irene. Remember, I said in episode one that she went to Auschwitz and was cool with what she saw. Didn't divorce him. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about her. So she she's gone to Argentina with him. No, this is why they got divorced. Okay. She did not want to leave Europe. Oh, okay. Whereas, obviously, Mengele was like, well, I can't fucking stay here. Otherwise, I'm going to get killed. You'd think that she would be pulled up, be like, where's your husband? They got divorced, officially divorced. So, at this point, Mengele... A lot of people thought that Mengele was dead. Because he just disappeared. He'd vanished. So, everyone was like, okay, so in the aftermath of the war, what have you, the Russians must have killed him and just dragged his body away, as they tend to do. So, they got divorced. And then Mengele, fucking bastard, decided to flirt and get together with his dead brother's widow, Martha. Uh, okay. okay. So they got together. How does that work? As you do, you just get together with your fucking brother's widow. Hey, how you feeling? Um, he just I mean, ha- it's a bit difficult at the moment. Like, I'm trying to just, you know, get over it all. It's difficult. You want a point? He has no respect for anyone. <laughs> no respect for anyone. Oh my god, he divorced his wife because she didn't want to leave the country and he's just like, hey, how, gonna, you, how you doing? I'm going to bang my fucking dead brother's wife. Which you know he, he's, um, he's always like kind of looked at her and just been like, damn it. Yeah, he must have always thought Damn this. it. I In made a mistake there. 1956, he got so relaxed, he... In what year? 1956. Oh, he got so relaxed, he took back his real name of Joseph Mengele. Brilliant. He was just like, yeah, I'm Joseph Mengele. I'm here. Fucking come at me if you want. That's ballsy as hell. Like, not even, just over 10 years. He thought, I think at this point, he genuinely believed that the world had stopped looking for him. Yeah. But I think he just realized that, oh, mate, I can be in Argentina and be Joseph Mengele and I'll be okay here. Yeah, that is mad. However, Nazi hunters existed. Damn it, yeah. Lots of Israeli Nazi yeah. hunters 
mainly from Israel, and they were tracking down and holding key Nazi figures accountable what for called, their actions. Called, um, is it the Mossad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, and do you want to know who was a ruthless. member of them? No. Christopher Lee. Hey. Christopher Lee. What? You know Christopher Lee. Dracula? Yep, Saruman. Man. He Count was, Dooku? Yep, he was one of the people hunting Mengele. Sorry? Saruman hunted down yep. Joseph Mengele? Yep. Oh, you're going to have to tell me more about that. That's mental. I'll know more. Because he was... Christopher Lee, I feel like an episode on Christopher Lee must happen. Because remember we did the J.R.R. Tolkien episode where yeah. he was a soldier and came back? Christopher Lee was essentially the same. He was a soldier. He was a fucking Nazi hunter. He hunted Mengele. Um, there was a story that he was on the set of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And someone got stabbed and made like a noise. And Christopher Lee went over to them and went, no. When people get stabbed, this is what noise they make. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually stabbed him and he died and they brought in a new extra and was like, right, now do it <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> so I don't know much on Christopher Lee, but yeah, he was a Nazi hunter. That's I'm genuinely amazed by that. Yeah. Count Dooku hunted down no. Joseph Mengele. I'm assuming he didn't find him. No. Otherwise we'd know that yeah. that was a thing. But but yeah, Christopher Lee was a Nazi hunter, which is fucking awesome. I feel like That's an episode so of Christopher cool. Lee might be on the cards. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so we'll, we'll blast past Christopher Lee. He doesn't come up again, but he was he was about Herman Langbein I'll probably butcher Langbein. the name uh, he got hold of the divorce paper, papers for Mengele and Irene and then that is when he realised that Mengele was alive and well in Argentina oh so they got divorced sometime after they assumed that Mengele was missing yeah so people thought Mengele was dead everyone kind of assumed that he was dead and then suddenly these papers popped up with Joseph Mengele and his wife's name on it and thought how can the fuck can you get divorced if you're dead He's alive. Him and his wife, now ex-wife, they must have left it kind of amicably. Because, like, you think how much she knows. Yeah. She she wouldn't, she wouldn't didn't grass him out. Because she didn't care. If she cared about what happened in the Holocaust, she would have said something during the Holocaust. She didn't give a shit. She so she must have been, like, a, you know, like, uh, anti-Semitic and hated. Yeah. She, she was blonde, blue eyes, German. And thought that what they were doing was right. Yeah, she was. So she when was he left, he, she was like, mm, at the end of the day, is what it is. Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right, I don't care. Wow, what a cold hearted bitch. I'm yeah, so out. that's the last you hear of Irene. We don't know what happened to him. Well, you probably can't find, but I wasn't interested in what happened to Irene after that. No, because I, I was just thinking out loud. I was like, like, why did they get divorced? This was my thought process. It was like, okay, why did he bother getting divorced in the first place? If they think he's dead, if he's living in Argentina. Why does he need to divorce her anyway? He's just leave her. Because he wants. I think he wanted to remarry. But everyone thinks that Joseph's dead anyway, so she can just legally say, oh, well, I think he's dead, and then just play that card. Perhaps she, Do wanted, you know what I mean? like, perhaps she wanted a settlement, some money from the business. Maybe that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, she could make quite a bit of money out of that business if she got a divorce. I actually think I've listened to another podcast. This might be completely wrong, and forgive me if I'm just making up absolute bollocks. There was, there was a payout. Something to do with it, maybe insurance or something. But if if they got divorced, she would come into a large amount of money. That's the only thing that's in, in my head make, seems to make sense is that she divorces him because she gets quite a lot of money out of it. I think and, I think she did. Know, seems to be quite a devoted father, at least. You know, seems yeah. to be into his kid. I mean, um, he he was not a good dad. No, no, oh, he's he just good to everyone else. His son did not like him. Just giving his fucking his kids just been like, <laughs> you give sweets to everyone else. Yeah, fucking Uncle Mengele. <laughs> His son didn't like him. They tried to meet up a few times. Uh, I think Mengele went under the name Fritz, which is so stereotypical. But they just didn't get on. <laughs> Isn't Fritz fries? 
chips. I think so. But it's when I think um, uh, in the war, whenever you captured a German, like the, the British soldiers would call them Fritz, yeah. and the Germans would call us Tommies. Yeah, Tommies. Is, yeah, I think that is. Yeah, yeah. I know they definitely did that World War One, Tommy. I'm yeah. assuming that just carried over. Maybe I don't know. I wasn't there. Krauts was World War Two, wasn't it? Krauts. Yeah. Fritz well, I mean, Krauts is still a thing now, isn't it? Oh yeah, if you're Brexit. Not, if you're a knobhead. <laughs> um, where was I? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So the divorce papers popped up. Suddenly, Mengler's back on the map. Nancy Hunter's like, well, shit, this is one of the most high-profile Nazi officers. We want to get him. Now, one of the reasons that people had stopped looking for him because they had they'd stopped looking if these divorce papers didn't pop up he would have lived a life of royalty in fucking argentina with no issue however the americans had stopped looking for him and stopped looking for other nazis because suddenly they had other issues with russia to deal with cold war yeah mm. so they at that point decided okay we're gonna leave the nazis now they're not worth our time mm-hmm. that war is done we need to fucking deal with the russians and the cold war happened and we won't get into it because I don't know enough. So yeah, the Americans are out of the hunt. The Israel Nazi hunters, Israeli Nazi hunters aren't. They're very much involved. Now, at this point, Hermann Lambien went to West Germany and was like, look at this, Mengele is alive. So West Germany demanded that Mengele be extradited to face the charges. Around this same time, Adolf Eichmann was captured in Buenos Aires. And Mengele, at this point, was like, fuck mm. like they're they're close so he moved to paraguay fair so he, he 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 knew that they were coming for him and he knew that the extradition is that a word uh, he, they wanted extradition. to extradite him extradition it's believed that mengler was spotted in argentina by nazi hunters before he fled but there wasn't that many of them so they only had enough power to arrest one and that was eichmann who was one of the key players in the yeah. Holocaust. And so they got Eichmann, and then they went, while we're here, we're fucking Mengele's here, we've seen him. So they went, okay, go get him. By the time they went to get him, Mengele had vanished. Yeah. He had just, he's literally, trying to catch Mengele at this point was like trying to catch smoke. Yeah. I'm giving him no credit whatsoever, but he's a clever man. He must have quite a few friends. Yeah, people would tip him off. Yeah. So he moved to Paraguay, and then he moved to Brazil. He settled with a family outside Sao Paulo in Brazil. And in later life, he lost his charisma. And if you look at pictures of him, he's got like a horrible little, like, you know, a lot of them slug mustaches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got one of them. 
he lost his charisma. He treated everyone as, as his intellectual and racial inferior. He was just a dick. Yeah. He was just... Old man shouts at Cloud. Yeah, literally. So all, all his good looks and great personality, fuck, you know, if he had any, has gone. Mm. People began to hate him. His son didn't want anything to do with him. So I think the only fucking thing that we have to hold on to is Mengler's final years were spent in lonesome misery. People Good. people didn't like him and it said that he he had a journal that I think I looked at it in twenty eleven I think the journal sold for about two hundred and fifty thousand pounds mm. at auction. Which had loads of like poetry in it, like loads of love poetry. Mm. And it was literally about it the, the journal make mainly was woe is me. Yeah. Like my life is so hard. <laughs> Why has this happened to me? I am a good person. I'm just a lonely Nazi. Yeah. So he he was sad in his final years. And then whilst swimming in the sea in February 1979, he suffered a stroke. He drowned and he died. Oh. That's how Josef Mengele died. Yeah, which stroke is, whilst swimming. It's massively disappointing that he wasn't captured and hung. Wasn't there a rumour that the Mossad, the Mossad actually got to him? I think actually it, killed him. I think that's conspiracies. Like his <sighs> body was found, I think. Like he, I think it's confirmed that he drowned due to a stroke. Shame. Yeah, so they never fucking got him. Uh, during, since the Holocaust, up until the end of his life in 79, which is what? 30 years? 34 years? He survived after the war? Uh, yeah, 30, 34, 34 years. Yeah, he got away with it. He never expressed any regrets for his actions. And his journals features no remorse. Yeah. Never once said sorry or anything. One of the most evil men to walk the earth, and he never got held accountable for his actions. The only thing we can hold on to is that his final years were spent in complete misery. Miserable git. So it, uh, uh, it's, it's good that he died, and it's good that he was sad. Like, yay. Yeah. But no one got to fucking sitting in front of a court and, and fucking actually hound him tried for him for the crimes he did. So, did he get away with it? Technically, yes, he did. He didn't. He didn't go to court for it. He was never tried for it. He lived a life he on the run. Got away scot free. Yeah, he lived a life on the run, but he always had meals. He always has a. He had a bed. He yeah. He went to bed in a bed. He woke up the next day. He, he got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He had time to swim in the sea. He had time to swim in the sea in a very nice, somewhat hot climate. Yeah. You know, whereas if he'd been caught, he'd almost have certainly been executed within a couple of months. Yeah. And he wouldn't have done any of that. So, yeah, well, fine. All right. The last few years might have been shit for him. Woe is me. But it's more than he would have ever got if he'd been found out at court. Yeah, I think, I think it's just such a disappointing end because a lot of Nazis were found. Some weren't, a lot weren't. Mm. But I think most were. And even they were tried. Even if they were 90 years old, they were put on fucking well, trial. That was it. Like Even recently, there was like a 90-year-old geezer that was yeah. found Do- to was have been a Nazi. Who was it? it? What documentary was it? I was watching it recently where it focused on like three. Like three Nazis. One, A lot of them claimed to have dementia. Yeah. A lot of them a lot. I don't fucking remember it. It's like bollocks. Yeah. Like you're it's like absolute bollocks. You remember everything you did. Yeah, it's clever. One of them, there was a man living in Budapest. Okay. Uh, whether he's dead now, I don't know when this documentary came out. I watched it a couple of years back. And he invited the journalist into his home, and he was lovely. Mm. Like a really, really lovely man. But he was an SS officer. Fucking hell. And they just couldn't hold him accountable for what they did because there wasn't enough, like, evidence. Mm. Another one that was a man that said he was suffering with dementia, but 
it was often seen that he was out with his friends, he was fine. Mm. Basically, don't be misled by old people. Old people are not lovely. Old people sometimes are pricks. You see an old person, you're like, ah, but you need to understand that this old person at one point was young and they could have done horrendous... They could have done great things, but they could have done fucking horrendous things as well. I don't look at old people and go, ah. I look at old people and be like, you are just as bad as me. We're all awful people. And you know what? I'm sorry. Old people are rude. Old people are rude. They don't give a shit anymore. Because they get to a certain age, they go, Do you know what? I don't give a fuck. This is interesting because old... Oh, this is getting into an old versus young debate. Yeah. But uh, you often find that old people say that like young people have no respect. However, if you ever work in customer service, you would find that old people are a lot ruder to you mm-hmm. than young people ever. Young people understand, yeah. on the, on the generally speaking. If anything, I'm I'm sorry for bringing up the issue to them. Yeah, most of <laughs> you know the I, mean? like, I don't bring up an issue. I'm like, no, yeah. they're, they're overworked. I don't want to do anything. Exactly. Uh, yeah, nine times out of ten, I'm like, I'm so sorry to bring this up, but this has <laughs> not been correct or something like that. Old people are like, what the fuck's that? That's wrong. Maybe it's different in other like, cultures, but here in England, we tend to just swallow our problems and don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't talk about stuff. Yeah, old people are very... Anyway, where were we? Old, old people, people rude. Suck. I like to think... Whether there's still Nazis around now, I don't know. They're, if there are, they'll be dying quickly. Mm. They must be in their 90s. Oh, I'm more. Because if they were like... Even if they were like, I don't know, 20. Yeah. That's what, uh, for... Say, I don't know, say if they were 20 in, 19... in 1940. Yeah. You know, that's six, 80 years 89. nearly. They'd be 89 now. Yeah. Yeah, they would be coming on coming on a century yeah so most of the Nazis will be dead now yeah and I think a lot of them will never get held accountable others like Rudolf Hoss Hess I'll oh, Hoss. he was hung in front of his home good good uh, you make a lovely killed, feature Himmler killed himself Hitler killed himself allegedly there's conspiracies and another conspiracy that I think we need to address around Mengele which was disproved there's a town in Brazil where the birth rate of twins is substantially higher than anywhere in the rest of the world. Oh, right. And so, yeah, Mengele so people, had a fascination with twins, So people it? believe that Mengele was successful in his work and found a way to reproduce twins. Uh, there'd be more twins than that now, wouldn't there? Right. But the, like, I think it's like 100% more than anywhere like other towns. However, it was being disproved because Mengele never went to this fucking town. He was never seen in this town. It could just be coincidence because a lot of people that moved there were like immigrants who were twins anyway for some reason mm. so like the genes were there yeah so it's all it's all bollocks wow fucking hell but yeah, that I hate is... that he was never caught and tried yeah Mengler Mengler yeah, I, could, I don't want to put the label of the most evil man of the holocaust but he's definitely up for the fucking medal isn't he he's up there he's, he's top trumps isn't he yeah so he got away with it wow essentially he his family is still making fucking money today off Mengele and Sons Agricultural. Very different company now, though. It just shares the same name, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is now a business that is owned by someone completely different. And, and to be tr- fair, even if you are his son, Rolf, if you come out and say what my dad did was wrong and I hate him for it, you, you're not accountable for what he did. Absolutely. It's, I was watching, again, another documentary. Um, There was a... But you know, like Jewish survivors go to Auschwitz like yearly and hold like vigils. A Nazi, a son of a Nazi went. One of the Nazi officers of the camp went, and one of the Jewish people asked him, "What would you do if your father was standing in front of you right now?" And this man responded, "If he was here in front of me, I would kill him myself." 
Wow, it's powerful. So I think as society goes on, a lot of people have realised that what the Nazis did were horrendous. Some people are Holocaust deniers. They're just fucking idiots. Oh, God, yeah, I can't stand that. I, I, I don't even know on what basis you can hold that. Uh, people say that the Holocaust is a business, which I don't understand do why they do it. Like, people are profiting from it. It's, well, it's just, there's yeah, no some profited from it. Like, Oscar Schindler profited from the Holocaust. But then he also used that profit yeah, to save profit to save people. Yeah, but yeah. So in in that sense, all right, fine. Yeah, people did make money out of it. It is a profiteering thing. Yeah, they got free labor and shit. Uh, what other points? <laughs> we have to look at Holocaust denial and be like, right, you're all bastards. They're Stop just, being pricks. They're just dumb, ignorant. But yeah, that is. I feel like shall we agree to put the Holocaust to bed for a while? For a little while, yeah. Yeah. Because we've we've done three episodes in the last two months. Yeah, right. We'll put the Holocaust Four. to bed for a little while. We'll put Nazis to bed for a little while. Yeah. We don't want to glamorise them too much. No. But it's an interesting point in history. Absolutely. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed part two of Yosef yeah. Mengele and Thanks his escape to South America and how Evita is based on a Nazi sympathiser. That we one I've got to look up. That one I've got to look up. Avita. Avita. Eva Peron is the actual name. Avita's just Eva a musical. Peron. Her body's very famous. But yeah, so that's Joseph Mengler, one of the most despicable human beings of all time. AKA a prick. A prick. So <sighs> the next episode we're doing is a little bit different. Yeah. And I'm going to let Ryan explain why it's a little bit different. I'm very excited about recording it. So, Ryan, take it away. So we're changing up. So, normally, as as you know, how we do this, I I will bring to James one particular person. He has no idea until the actual day who we're going to talk about, and then James will mention his one. So as we were rec- on, to, on the day that we're recording this, as you know, we do four all in one day. Uh, I brought Boudica on last week's episode and I said to James, you know, James was like, who have you got this week then? I was like, Boudica. Ah, oh, brilliant. Okay. And then he was like, oh, I've got Joseph Mengele. I was like, oh, brilliant. So the idea is that we're not to know, we're, we're to know as little as possible on the day. But yeah. I've changed it up this one because this person uh, I'm really, really fascinated by. It and I really want to have a genuine, just in-depth conversation with James as to what he thinks about it. So there is a, a documentary that has come out recently on a certain channel about a lady called Michelle Carter, who, mm, how do I sum this up? Michelle Carter managed to convince her boyfriend to commit suicide, in yeah. a nutshell. Essentially, yeah. And what we're going to discuss next week is the defence and the prosecution side to the case. Yeah, because there's two sides to this. We'll get into a lot more detail. It's it's a fucking juicy one, I'll tell you. Yeah. So, join us next week and we will talk about Michelle Carter. And uh, it's going to be a, a bit more off the cuff. Um, just general chit chat about it and a, a genuine discussion slash debate so do join us in for that one because it's going to be a good one uh, thanks James for doing Joseph Mengala the prick yeah 
uh, the Brick, aka. Uh, and uh, thank you everyone for listening, as always. Uh, again, do remember to hit us up on the socials. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at That's What People Do Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at That's What People Do. You'll find us on Twitter at That's WPD. And if not, you can always just drop us an email at That's What People Do Podcast at gmail.com. If you do have any ideas of people you want us to talk about, please do just send them our way. Uh, we do respond to everyone who sends us a message because we're so grateful for anyone who supports us. So we look forward to hearing from you. Okay? Wonderfully done. Sorry, I, I just stopped as he was uh, finishing a <laughs> yawn. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're good at all the uh, tag stuff. So yeah, um, we shall see you next week. Thanks for see listening. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.